Hello, 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 Cryptonauts! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, and Cryptolissa. Uh, if I can do the source properly. <laughs> oh, I already messed this up. No worries, I'm going to go ahead and fix that right now. But, uh, Lissa, it's been a while. What's What's been going on, Lissa? I haven't talked to you in a minute. Uh, nothing much. Medical appointments, doctor's appointments, medical procedures as normal, but I'm back for now. Um, but I will be going to Bitcoin conference in two weeks. Nice. So it's coming up. You all ready that. for that? Yes, I am. And, um, my husband, Xander Coin Miner, also won a ticket for general admitting. What? So, That's awesome. yep. So we're going together. So just question uh, for the podcast. Where did you win the tickets from? Um, so I won mine from a person on Twitter. Um, and his handle is at badass mouse. And it's hilarious. And I don't know who Xander won his from, but it was on Twitter. Or he's um, telling you that he yeah. won it, but instead he just dumped like a thousand dollars on it. <laughs> yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. No. I, definitely, I definitely won it. Yeah. Uh, don't, look at, don't look at the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. All I know is that he got a ticket uh, somehow. Well, welcome back. It's nice to have you back on the podcast. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right. Jake. Yep. I was out of town. Uh, I was looking for another place to live, possibly down in central Southern California, the coast. I'm still not sure about that yet. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting how. Uh, I left and kind of, you know, the coin market was on the rise and it's rising ever, every bit more. And I think Ethereum passed 3000 again, which I'm happy for because all of my portfolio is up, not back to where it was, you know, from three months ago, but uh, going back up again. And I'm grateful for that, which is kind of weird because don't, don't we have a, a war going on in Ukraine? Maybe that doesn't affect the crypto market like I, like I think it does. I, on the other hand, uh, experienced a bad crypto rug pull recently, and uh, it's it was to be expected. I wanted to test it out and see what the new scams are out there. So I just, I guess, uh, I don't want to say foolishly. I, I put some into the, into the scam, and I, I just wanted to see how the rules were played. And they don't tell you everything up front, you know. And I don't know. Do you, should I explain what happened or save that for another another time? Uh, I mean. It's crypto related, and it's always good to let people okay. know about cool. scams. If so you're not uh, talking about Pulse X, are you? No, 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 not Pulse X. No, not Pulse okay. X. I hope that nothing happens to that. Uh, it was another one. It was off of the the Matic uh, um, uh, chain. Oh. So it was a, a it was a scam where you deposit money and you earn a high interest return, like 11% uh, um, uh, daily. Which is a pretty good rate. I just want to see. So I put a little bit into it. I want to see what happens. And there was like 2.5 million Matic tokens in this particular contract. Everything's public. You can see everything there. Um, and what it is is uh, it's pay it forward. You know, if you're in the bottom of the barrel, you lose out on the game. You know, um, if you made it early on, then you're making the most interest possible. And hopefully you get to withdraw out as soon as possible. And that's the, just the way the game's played. So is it a scam, technically, or technically not? I don't know. It's the way you see it. You know, everybody knows what's going on. And everyone's like, okay, I'm the first one in the front of this of this particular contract. I deposited, uh, say, 10, 10 Matic. 
and the next person deposited you know a million matic regardless i'm still earning 10 or 11 percent off of that off of my 10 and then if i withdraw mine before that particular contract expires or dries out you know because everyone everybody at the beginning that invested in front gets paid out and whoever's at the back end doesn't get paid out so it all depends on on how soon if those people in the front do not withdraw and those funds stay into the wallet uh, uh, into the contract long enough then the, the back guys have an opportunity to withdraw but if the front guys withdraw as soon as possible then the back guys don't get any play so I was somewhere in the front uh, front but even then the guys were playing a daily game I think um, and I tried it I, I put it down for like, I think a week and uh, the, I guess they, they, they cleaned it out but here's the catch technically it's not a rug pull what they're saying because it's that's just the rules that's how it plays so they opened up a new contract and said hey here we go here's version 2 if you want to play again you can play again deposit some money <sighs> what do you guys think about that it's it's kind of well, if you watched my channel you'd know that all high yield in, uh, investment programs are scams all of them every single one I mean you know, is it possible to make money yes if you're the first you know in the very first days and the thing exists for more than let's say two weeks or actually ideally more than a month and the rules actually do pay out yes you can make money but it's always a risk i mean 11 percent is ridiculously high. i don't even think i ever did a high yield investment program that was that, that was that high the highest i ever saw was six percent in a day and the ones that were you know anything between two and six percent in a day if they existed for a month then you were fortunate Right, the biggest, they, they didn't the biggest, last that long. I think they lasted. Yeah, the biggest three example years. that actually lasted more than a month, or actually lasted more than six months, was Finamente Global. They actually almost made it to nine months, which is ridiculously long for an, a, a, a high yield investment. What was that again? Finamente Global. They went under. Um, was it end of 2020? They started out somewhere in in February 2020 and disappeared. You know, was it February? It was right after, you know, yeah, it was right before the pandemic. Um, and then they disappeared in like November of 2020. So, I mean, hey, they lasted a long time for a high yield investment program. And most of the reason they disappeared was their, the people who were backing them got in trouble with the government, unsurprisingly. But I guess what I'm trying to say is if it's more than 1% per day and it's not DeFi, it's a scam. And I, I hate to put it that way, but it's the reason I did it was I did like five videos on this on my own channel. And the, the uh, results of that were um, you can't sustain that level of interest. You just can't for more than three months. It's, it's, it's impossible. So yeah. since you can't sustain it, it's a scam. Yeah, and so, so you should, if, if someone tells you you can earn you know, more than 1% per day, just don't even bother. Unless you've got money you just want to throw away. Yeah. If you want to throw it away, give it to me. <laughs> well, I threw mine away. I just wanted to see how the game was played. And yeah, now I know. Now, the, the thing is, it's still going. The site is still up. They're just a new contract open. And anybody that deposits first is the lucky ones. If they withdraw on time, if they don't, uh, and it could still be a rug pull. So anyways, let's continue just on. Don't. Just, just don't. <laughs> just don't. Do yeah, don't. Don't, do don't throw your money away. <laughs> It sounds so enticing and it's so evil. Yeah. All right, moving on to the uh, top 10 daily stats provided by CoinGecko.com. Let's go ahead and refresh this page before we get started. 
Okay, of course we got Bitcoin at number one at $42,889.16 with a seven day gain of 4.1% and a market cap of $814 billion. Number two, we have Ethereum settling at $3,029.02 with a seven day gain of 9.3% and a market cap of $363 billion. And of course, Tether stablecoin at 99 cents, slightly down in the past seven days at 0.2% and a market cap of $80 billion. And number four, we have BNB settling at $408.76 with a nice shiny green 6% and uh, in the past seven days and a market cap of $68 billion. And number five, we have USD coin, another stable coin at 99 cents with slightly down in the past seven days at 0.1% and a market cap of $52 billion. And number six, we have XRP settling at 84 cents and a nice 5.8% gain in the past seven days and a market cap of $40 billion. Number seven, we have Cardano settling at $1. Whoa, $1.10 with a whopping big 30.7% in the past seven days with a cap of $35 billion. And number eight, we have Terra settling at $95.17 with a 6.9% in the past seven days with a market cap of $34 billion. Number nine, we have Solana selling at $95.07 with a 8.2% gain in the past seven days with a market cap of $30 billion. And Cryptonauts for our final top 10 is Polkadot settling at $20.97 with a 10.1% gain in the past seven days and a $23 billion market cap. And Jake's five runner-ups runner -ups are Avalanche, Dogecoin, Binance USD, Terra USD, and Shiba Inu. All right, Cryptonauts. Go ahead, Jake. That's cool. Keep going. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so of course, uh, our total market cap has gone up significantly at uh, with a 1.8% uh, gain in the past 24 hours and settling at $2.04 trillion. And yeah, of course, let's see, uh, Binance, uh, excuse me, uh, BTC dominance at 40%. looks like it's losing a little bit of dominance there. Uh, Ethereum settling at 17.9% uh, global dom dominance. All right, Cryptonauts, if you uh, are listening to the podcast and not watching, make sure you go check us out on YouTube so you can see what I'm doing here in the top right corner uh, at coingecko.com. There's a little candy jar here. You click on the candy jar and you collect your candies, which apparently I didn't do that earlier. Good, so you get to see what I'm doing now. This is day two of the week, and it does reset once you hit all seven days. Um, and you can see these are my candies here. Collect, ding. And once you collect, you can hit up the rewards tab and buy some rewards, get some awesome NFTs, discounts on products or services. With that said, Jake. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. You kind of you hit some of those topics I normally would say. Um, but uh, if you're, like you said, if you're listening to us on uh, Anchor, we appreciate it. And if you're watching us on YouTube, we also appreciate it. If you want to show your appreciation, you can hit that like button. And if you want to hear more of us, you can hit the subscribe and the notification bell. We post every Wednesday and Sunday. Today is Wednesday. Uh, you can also catch us on Discord, where there's always a lot going on, lots of discussions on a regular basis. Also, get the C3 Media token if you participate on a regular basis there. Maybe you'll catch up with John eventually. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, content on uh, Patreon, as well as uh, you can support us through uh, various cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Raven, and BAT token, or basic attention token. 
All that information is in the link from Cointree in the description below. Alright, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and switch it over to Crypto Potato, where we're going to get our news from for the day. Okay, so first news. Uh, Jake, let's go ahead and rock, paper, scissors. Ready? Alright, ready. ready. Rock, paper, scissors. What do you got? I got scissors. scissors. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> okay, ready? Do it again. Alright. Actually, uh, uh, Lissa, you should you should you should be our referee. Count us down. <laughs> okay. Okay, ready? Okay. Yeah. Call it out. Do it do three, do one, do a countdown for us. Three, two, one. Paper. Rock. Ah, I like ah. <laughs> Alright. So you go I want you to start first. You want me to start? Okay. You're making me start. Beating me over the head with your paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from Felix Mullen, one of the less uh, option writers, uh, Honduras will not adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, central bank implies. And today, the central bank of Honduras, CBH, not to be confused with CBDC, asserted that for now, the country has no intention of following in the footsteps of El Salvador, extinguishing the fear of missing out, or FOMO, sparked by rumors about the possible adoption of Bitcoin as a legal tender in the Latin American country. According to the statement, the Central American country maintains a neutral position towards Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. There's no intention of changing it for now. They stressed that Bitcoin is still not accepted as legal tender in many countries and is not even adequately regulated. It sounds like a nowhere. Why do we even talk about this? Like They're like, no, we're not going to do Bitcoin. Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> the CBH emphasized that cryptocurrencies were not regulated in the country, hence endurance problems or risk in transactions would fall on their shoulders. Quote, the BCH does not supervise or guarantee transactions made with cryptocurrencies as a means of payment in the national territory. Therefore, any transaction made of this type of virtual asset is under the responsibility and risk of those who carry it out, end quote. In addition, the CBH uh, made it clear that due to economic and geopolitical context that is being experienced worldwide, they are still studying whether it is a good idea to issue a CBDC or central, what was it? CBDC stands for Central Bank Digital Currency. Okay. As many countries are doing, emphasizing that a CBDC, uh, the control and issuance of the currency fall directly on the state. It is easier, it is easier no, pardon me. I'll say that again. I keep reading it wrong. As easy as President Nayib Bukele made it seem when he declared Bitcoin as legal tender in El Salvador, the truth is that it is a complicated task considering the volatility and lack of adoption that still exists globally. For example, during the last few months, El Salvador has been under public scrutiny after having purchased large amounts of Bitcoin at much higher prices than it is currently valued. According to Reuters, El Salvador even had to delay its vol volcano bonds due to the geopolitical context and the price drop in the market. The new launch date of the bonds should be between May and June. Bekele, Bekele, the president, denies this fact and argues that the delay happened for other reasons. In other words, El Salvador has served as a, quote, guinea pig, end quote, for other countries worldwide so they can see how the economy of a country behaves after taking such a drastic decision as accepting Bitcoin as legal currency. Surveys conducted by CoinMarketCap to predict which country will be the next to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender show that Paraguay is 
in the first place, followed by Venezuela, a country that already has the Petro, a cryptocurrency, despite having a, had a lot of hostility during its development, has now gained a lot of ground in the country's economy. Honduras is number 39. You know, it's pretty far down the list. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's... I, I don't... I don't know enough about Honduras to say yay or nay why they would do this. Mm. I do know that, um, well, at least I've heard, I, I know this is a fact, but I've heard that uh, Honduras is one of the countries that sees the largest exodus from their country into Mexico on a, on a regular basis, people leaving the country due to, you know, political unrest and, and, and turmoil. Um, but I don't know if... if that's the reason Honduras is saying they're not doing Bitcoin or it's just, you know, it's a small economy, so they don't really care. Um, but uh, I, I do agree with their statement. You know, hey, we're going to watch El Salvador flounder instead of floundering ourselves. Well, there it is. I don't know. Well, uh, I, I think that they should. I think any country that is struggling should adopt Bitcoin. And Honduras is straight up saying, nope, we ain't going to do it. Maybe if they can, if they can find, maybe they're looking into it still, and they're saying, you know, we just don't feel confident. We don't want to use El Salvador's version of their wallet because we know we're going to get backlash on it. But I mean, any new change is going to have backlash regardless. It's just yeah. a question of whether or not you think it can benefit you, and I mean, it's obvious that Bekele is thinking that. They're looking into CBDC, so that's that's a start. Maybe mm -hmm. um, their research will tell them that Bitcoin is a good investment. Hopefully. I think if they're they're worried about that, they should do something with a faster translation, like like Lightning, um, instead of worrying about you know we're over to use Bitcoin. Well, that's okay, kind of what the Chivo wallet is. The Chivo wallet from El Salvador, they their their government wallet does integrate the Lightning network. Yeah, I don't know. I have I have so little knowledge as to what Honduras's problems are yeah. that I have no idea why they would or would not do it. All right, next news. Uh, Nexus launches $150 million funds to uh, to invest in Web3. We're going to skip that. And let's see. Coinbase Cloud launches a suite of blockchain infrastructure solutions for Avalanche. Um, yeah, we're going to skip that as well. And here's another one from El Salvador's $1 billion Bitcoin bond offering delay. We'll wait for favorable, favorable market conditions. This one's written by Shainika Deka. Uh, retail in institutional investors will have to wait further for the $1 billion Bitcoin bonds as El Salvador has postponed its planned offering. Amidst geopolitical turmoil, the country's finance minister Alejandro Zelaya said they would wait for favorable conditions in the financial market, and the holdup could be as late as September. The El Salvadorian central bank was previously scheduled to launch the long-awaited Bitcoin bonds between March 15th through the 20th. However, Russian invasions of Ukraine and its effects on the Bitcoin price has led the government to change its course. As per the latest report by Reuters, in an interview with a local show, Zelaya was quoted saying, I think this is not the time. There are some moves on the plant, the planet. In May and June, sometimes you can, but the market, but the market variables get different. After September, it is difficult to raise unless you are previously funded, as in the case of Bitcoin Bond. Hmm. President Naib Bukele announced the 10-year Bitcoin Volcano Bond in November last year. The $1 billion 
proceeds received from issuing these bonds will be directed towards back in the much-hyped Bitcoin city envisioned by Bukele himself. Uh, that will be driven by the geothermal energy of the volcano near the Honduran border. Even as El Salvador even as El Salvador struggles to advance use cases for Bitcoin, it has an ambition roadmap that includes using the funds to purchase more Bitcoin and storing them in its reserves. As reported by Crypto Potato, Zelaya even outlined uh, plans to restructure its economic around the upcoming bonds. The Bitcoin effects. Naib Bukele's Bitcoin law met serious opposition from policymakers around the world. Not, not long ago, United States Republican Senator Jim Reich and Bill Cassidy, Cassidy with Dem Democratic Senator Bob Mendez proposed a bill to investigate the risk to the U.S. financial system associated with El Salvador's adoption of Bitcoin. The president lashed out on the interface by the bipartisan group uh, of senators and asked them to stay out of El Salvador's internal affairs. Meanwhile, the Bukele administration announced the inauguration of the veterinary, veterinary hospital built by BTC Profits on February 26. The president also said each treatment would cost 25 cents worth of Bitcoin. Its Minister of Tourism revealed a significant boost in the country's tourism sector, which went up by 30% since the Bitcoin adoption. So there you go. This is a, it makes a really good point now that we've actually read this article regarding Honduras's observations. Um, when a person, or in this case a country, invests a gargantuan sum of money, whether let's, let's say it was a, a hedge fund, or in this case a country, um, puts huge amount of money into this asset um, or this, you know, mobile asset in a sense. And then they lose, you know, like, let's say a third of the value of all that money they put in. Does that then diminish the value of that company's economy? I mean, that, you know, country's economy? Um, it would seem like Honduras is seeing that. They're saying, look, Kelly was all, you know, hands-on with this exciting new Bitcoin thing that he thought was going to make him, you know, or his country, mega rich, or maybe at least just stabilize the country, and look at the price went down. But I, it, even though I see that, I also see the, the, the kind of flip side of that is Bitcoin is more stable than El Salvador's economy was beforehand. So um, even though the value of their investment went south, it will come back up, and I think Bekele knows that. Um, but it's still less unstable, mm -hmm. and that's a weird double negative, than the stability that the country had before relying on Bitcoin. Um, you know, one, one Satoshi is still equal to one Satoshi. Now, exactly. is one Satoshi equal to enough food to feed yourself? Or however many that Satoshis you need? That is the question. That's a good, that's a good um, one. But if the, con if the country... If it was possible, let's suppose it were, for the country to, to move to Bitcoin fully. And, then, and I want to make it with one other contrast, and that is there's a game, I can't think of the name of the game, but it's a video game where the uh, it's based on the Russian ruble, or at least the money in the game is based directly on the Russian ruble. And so when the... I don't, I don't think of it. It's, it's a war game. Oh. Um, and... You can actually buy things with this coin in the game. I think it's Ro Roblox. I think it is. Mm. Um, you can buy, uh, and, and you know the the Roblox is worth 
the same thing as a ruble. So when the ruble's value dropped, Roblox value dropped, and it became ridiculously expensive in the game to actually do things because the value of the of, of the um, ruble went down so much. Um, but if your country uses Bitcoin only and has no, you know, CBDC or no other currency that was used previously, not that I think, I'm pretty sure every country has their own currency, um, unless they use like the euro, then would the would it like drastically affect the value of things? I think it still would. I'm, I'm trying to make I'm trying to make an analogy that actually makes sense. I don't I don't want to get too far off the the, the road or you know the concept here, but it just feels like if they did that, it wouldn't necessarily make uh, wouldn't necessarily work for El Salvador. So you know they put all this money in and then the value dropped according to the world market. But did the value drop it according to El Salvadorian's market? I don't know. Because you know, different values traded differently. We're not even we didn't even we didn't even analyze. They say, you know, it's I think El Salvador moved to Bitcoin because they didn't want their local currency to be based off the US dollar anymore. And I can see why that someone would like that. You know, it says it. President, the president said that each treatment at the veterinary hospital would be worth 25 cents worth of Bitcoin. That's 25 U.S. dollar cents, or 0.25 dollars, which means he's basing it on the value of the dollar, the U.S. dollar, not the El Salvadorian local fiat, the U.S. dollar. So. It makes it sound like El Salvador doesn't care about what the value actually is. They're using the U.S. dollar as the as the de facto measuring tool. So I think that they wanted to escape being dependent upon the U.S. dollar. So if El Salvador can make their values worth what Bitcoin or Satoshi's are worth only, and not think about the U.S. dollar, and not think about some local El Salvadorian fiat, I think they might actually succeed. Sorry to rant. <laughs> Continuing on with news. Uh, we're going down to Bitcoin stock to flow. It's a new concept, this model, and what you may need to know about stock to flow. Actually, it's really, really long, so I am not going to do that one. <laughs> if you want to read the stock to flow, be my guest. Let's move on to the Solana exploit, which is yeah, immediately following. Solano's exploit, $50 million stolen from Infinite Stablecoin Minting Glitch from Andrew Thrivelos. About $50 million has been robbed from a Solana native stablecoin protocol using a fake account exploit. Yep. This apparently allowed the hacker to mint an unlimited amount of cash. Hey, doesn't that sound like, uh, what's the country that does that? Oh, the U.S. <laughs> Which the team behind the stablecoin has confessed to do. Or confessed to, rather. As explained by Sam Season of Paradigm and tw on Twitter, Casio app requires users to deposit collateral in order to mint more, quote, cash, C-A-S-H, capital, its stablecoin token. The cross-program invocation, or CPI, transfers token from one account to the account of the protocol, but only if both accounts hold the same type of token. If they do not, the token program will reject the transfer protocol validates the crate collateral tokens account 
holds the right type of token by comparing it to the collateral account, he states. It also verifies the collateral account shares the same token type as the saberswap.arrow account, end quote. However, he also identified that the mint field of the, quote, arrow account is never validated. According to Samson, this rendered all the aforementioned validation meaningless. Let the hacker make fake accounts for every step of the process. Because Casio didn't establish a root trust for all of the accounts it used, an attacker was able to steal approximately $50 million by forging a chain of fake accounts, he summarized. Casio addressed the issue as well, urging users to not mint any cash as there are now an infinite mint glitch. They said they would soon publish a post-mortem, but it is yet to be posted. Last month, an Ethereum to Solana Bridge was also hacked for $320 million worth of wrapped ETH. Uh, this is, I, um, I feel... I think for me, I'm going to stay away from, from anything Ethereum. Uh, there's other chains out there that I'm going to test This is out. Solana. This, this is, is Solana. An Ethereum to Solana. They're oh. just making a point that, that oh. there was an Ethereum to Solana Bridge that was hacked. Oh. That was the last line. Um, it was just a caveat, you know, coming in, in, in addition to this. The point is that... Oh. Solana's been having issues since the beginning, bro. Yes. Yes, it has. Even though it grew really fast. The one thing, and I can't... an analogy, Mike. When I worked in the early days of software development uh, for Maxim Integrated, um, I remember developing a new tool and I was telling my, my boss about how wonderful this new tool would be. He cut me off and then sat me down and said, did you ever think about what would happen if somebody used this tool for nefarious purposes? And I looked at him like, why would anyone do that? He's like, exactly. Why would anyone do that? That is the thought process of a naive programmer. And I was like, are you calling me naive? And he said, yes. <laughs> and... He said, you need to really think about what is going to happen with your tool. Because if you make something and then somebody who has their morals twisted decides to do something Ill illegitimate with that, and I mean, it, 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 you could be put in jail. You know, you don't know that, but you could. So you need to make sure that you check what can and cannot be done. Now, you may not know all the ins and outs. Right? It, it's possible to build something that you don't know everything about especially in the new thing, but that's the reason you test before you release. And the problem I continually see with these, these applications is the developers are like, oh, look, it works. Put it out on the market. They don't ever test it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they test a little bit, but they don't really look at what can be. They don't look at it with the eyes of a greedy person. Well, maybe they do, but in a different perspective. There are brilliant people out there that are very nefarious. They will do whatever they can to steal every last dollar they can from you. And if you don't take that seriously, you will get robbed blind. So, and that's exactly what happened. Like I did. Yeah, so. I got robbed. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you were... Technically <laughs> you robbed, yeah. Star stars in your eyes, and you thought, oh, I'll, I'll make a lot of money. Nope. It's, it's, it's always smart to be a little bit aware. Yeah. You know? So a fool and his money are soon parted, and I'm sorry to say that's what happened here with Casio. <laughs> Yet again. Mm -hmm. All right. Next news, written by uh, we're gonna do the top 100 ETH address, and there's no, stacks. The Fed chair. Do one, they hold? Right? Yeah, you're right. 
Polka dot. We're gonna skip that. Polka dot. Ethereum. Solana analysis. Another Solana analysis. Fed chair. Man. All right, crypto potato. Come on, give us some good news. This one's written by Jordan Lionchev. Uh, Fed chair outlines risk associated with cryptocurrencies. Urge for new regulation. Jerome Powell, the current chair manager, uh, excuse me, chairman of the Federal Reserve, believes the nation's central bank supports innovation in digital financial products. However, he warned that certain technologies, including cryptocurrencies, could possess risks that ha that have to be handled before the their mass adoption. Speaking on Wednesday, Powell noted that it is easy to see the risk related to digital assets that require new rules. The United States had has been rather indecisive with its approach towards the industry with President Biden signing in an executive order earlier this month that caused some controversy. As such, Fed Fed's chair outlined the need for new and improved rules that could capture the nature of cryptocurrencies, which is a different asset class than stocks and bonds. Quote, there are potential financial stability concerns for some products. We don't know how some digital products will behave in times of market stress, end quote. He further predicted it is, quote, highly likely, end quote, that such digital financial products, which are currently outlined, the regulatory perimeter will soon be, quote, unquote, brought within. Powell describes this as a necessary step to, quote, level the playing field, keep the trust of users, protect consumers, and all of that." End quote. It's worth noting that the Fed chair reassured the crypto industry last year that the U.S. had no intentions to follow China and implement an all-out ban on digital asset operations. Powell also touched upon the topic of the central bank digital currency, saying that the U.S. is, quote, only at the beginning of this journey, end quote. He previously said it would be better to be, quote, right uh, rather than first, end quote, when it comes down to launching a digital version of the dollar. That was a lot of quotes and then quotes and quotes and quotes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is just a compilation of all the stuff that Powell has done in the past. It sounds, I, I would say this is actually probably three years worth, to be honest these quotes it's a compilation of, of a lot um, it's interesting to see what what is happening and what has happened and what's hopefully going to happen i, I mean obviously um, we have some ideas of what we hope doesn't happen um there's already been some rules pushed in into what will potentially be law in the in the in 2023 what do you think what do you think um, that that power should do at this point 2022 <laughs> where do we stand with with crypto with america and the and the world i'm i'm a little worried i'll put it not not so much worried about what the fed thinks they can do because the one thing that i, I'm a, I think i referenced this uh, a couple if, episodes if back you, i want to put i want to put you man i want to put you on on, on, the, on the hot chair I, right now i'm let me just let me just give you what i'm trying to say about that um i referenced a a discussion between the previous uh, Fed chair and John Stewart, where the guy said that they went up against Wall Street and they lost in a lawsuit. They're trying to say that what what Wall Street was doing was illegitimate, and L Wall Street basically told them no in a lawsuit and won. 
know, they proved their case in that manner. And so I'm a little bothered that it's not so much what the Fed is going to do, but what Wall Street wants the Fed to do. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried that regulations won't come. I'm worried that the regulations will only benefit the rich. That's in some sense, the rich can't ultimately definitively say what happens with crypto. They can own a lot of it, but they can't control it because it's not managed by the U.S. It's managed by the world, in effect, or everyone, right? Um, you can't gatekeep crypto. You can kind of gatekeep it, but not the way that, that Wall Street has gatekept um, the, the U.S. dollar and investing. If you're not rich, you don't get to play. And that can't be done. Now, one thing they might do is say, if you don't have a lot of money, you can't buy crypto. But how are you going to stop anyone from doing that, right? Um, I guess the only thing is they can say, you need to show us how much money you have invested in crypto. If you have any money invested in crypto and you don't have enough money, you know, U.S. dollar money, then that's bad and you need to stop. You know, it's illegal. But right now, you know, the accredited investor concept is has been rolled back to a, a recommendation instead of a mandate. Whereas in the past, it used to be like, you, if you if you're not accredited, you can't invest. Period. You're just not allowed to. Um, and I would I would say that it's important to me that Wall Street not be the management. I, I, I think it's okay for the government to manage things. I don't want people with money to be the people in charge of what's being managed mm-hmm. so um, that's my only worry but as far as what should happen what regulations should go actually be in effect I, I can't even I can't even begin to outline what I think should happen as of right now I think that where we are right now as far as regulation goes the US government should just warn people about things hey if you're too dumb to realize you could lose your shirt including your house and everything your family owns in these, you know, whatever these things are, don't do them. But if you decide to do it, it may as well be no different than getting hooked on meth. So, so that's the government advertisement, huh? You shouldn't take meth. Don't do meth. Don't do stock trading. Don't put all your money into meth. Don't put all your money into to crypto. Be conservative on your decision to invest because you could lose your shirt. But if you're an idiot, we can't stop you. We can try, but we can't ultimately stop you. I mean, we've allowed people to drink. Not drink and drive, you're allowed to drink. We've tried to curtail where you can and when you should drink, and how old you have to be in order to do it. So there's that kind of regulation that could happen. You know, once you take a class that the government has designed for you to understand how crypto works, then you can invest in crypto. That might be one way they do it. But right now, I, I'm still in favor of the current way is if you own stable coins, you have to pay taxes on them because they're basically based on the dollar. And if you own anything that's not stable, you don't have to pay taxes on it until you sell it. That, in my opinion, is the simplest way of, of doing it. If it stays that way, it's fine by me. I will say, coins are not stocks. They're way more functional than stocks are. But I agree. I absolutely agree.
going to the next one? Down to this uh, Japanese crypto. I'm skipping over a bunch of things because most of this is just advertisements for other companies. Barton Young says Japanese crypto exchanges to expedite coin listings to keep up. Keep up with what? The Joneses? Move to simplify the listing process is part of a broader push to increase the number of digital assets that can be traded in the country. Jap the Japan Virtual and Crypto Assets Exchange, or JPCAA, <laughs> Plans to release a quote green list of. Why was that so funny? I don't understand. Why was that so funny? It's not a pronounceable word. Mostly when when uh, United States makes uh, acronyms, they make them into words that are pronounceable. But JVCEA is not really a pronounceable word in English. Maybe it is in Japanese. I don't know. 18 popular crypto assets before the end of the month, according to reports. The group consists of 31 exchanges in the country. That's not a run-on sentence at all. The green list, which includes the high-volume tokens such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, why is XRP in there? and Litecoin, aims to allow them to avoid the arduous screening process digital assets must go through in order to be listed for trading in Japan, that is, not stocks. The listing process is much easier in other countries. Coinbase, for example, has 139 cryptocurrencies listed for trading by the end of 2021. By comparison, exchanges in Japan only have 40 tokens listed between them in total. The report added that 9.8 added the, that the 9.8 billion dollars worth of cryptocurrency held by Japanese exchange customers in January was also a fraction of the 278 billion held by Coinbase clients. Japan is losing out as many traders head for exchanges beyond its shores with hundreds of listings such as Binance, Genki Oda. Uh, well, let's just say it's Binance. Continuing on, Genki Oda, the vice chair of JVCEA, commented, quote, only a handful of crypto exchanges are profitable because it took such a long time to get cryptocurrencies approved. Users also flock to overseas exchanges. The goal is to eliminate the time it takes to list a token and bring the industry closer to global standards, end quote. Sluggish token approvals have been a major hurdle into cryptocurrency adoption in and trading in Japan. Each registered exchange has to undergo a lengthy screening process, which we said earlier in the previous paragraph, even for widely traded tokens. More than 80 applications were still waiting to be approved late last year. What does this sound like something from there in the U.S.? Wasn't it uh, OETFs? Right. Ah, yeah. According to a JVCEA official, the new measure will free up the association to approve new cryptocurrencies, initial coin offerings, and initial exchange offerings. On March 22nd, Crypto Potato reported that the Japanese exchange CoinCheck announced plans to go public in the United States. The IPO will be a special purpose acquisition company, or SPAC. See, that's what I mean by Americans using pronounceable acronyms. Though, uh, through a partnership with the firm Thunderbridge Capital Partners. Woo, Thunderbridge. Sounds better right now. Thunderbridge. Thunderbridge. That's right. <laughs> Different song. Earlier this month, Japan made uh, assurances that its exchanges would comply with any sanctions imposed on Russia. Just as a caveat. Thunder. Thunderbridge. No. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to make what could have been summed up in probably two sentences into an entire article they're slow because of their regulations mm. and they want to catch up because 
all their companies are going to other places and they don't want them and to do I that. hope that they do because obviously you don't want to be the one in the back of the line uh, you want to be able to take advantage of, of what's going on here with this movement would you it, it's it's a permanent movement it's a transition should I say uh, to the to the digital era it's it's it, speaking of the digital era it's it's the future if not the present I mean I'm already doing a majority of my transactions on a tap-to-pay basis. Either with my phone, my watch, or even my card. I just slap my card on, on, on the little pad and boop, there it is. I don't even swipe it or enter the chip. Like earlier, I went to the ATM. What did I do? I didn't have my wallet with me. I tapped my phone on the ATM machine and bing, used it. That's it. See, that's that's the thing that I wish we could. I mean, I know this is an aside to crypto, but I really wish we could get away from having our IDs as a separate card and our license and registration and our vehicles as a separate thing. Everything could just be photographed and put in your phone. Or you can have some app that does it through the government, right? You have your Correct. ID, your app ID. Mm-hmm. You know, which is being you which just, is being worked on right now as yep, DIDs yep. through the government, yep. yep. I agree with it. That's what I'm saying. We obviously use our phones way more than anything else. And yep. it can be used for just about everything. I mean, it is, it's, it's a personal, you know, digital device. So. Yeah. So jumping on exchanges, jumping on coins, jumping into this new era of, of crypto, um, I hope Japan does have uh, I don't know I don't know the 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 open mindedness to be willing to test out a lot of things and just know that there's going to be some things that aren't going to work for their economy because every economy is different, but know that somewhere in this realm of crypto they're gonna they will succeed if they truly want it. That's that's my belief. I think every nation will succeed if they really put their their their, their minds, their great minds, to it. And every I think every nation in the world does have great minds. No, they definitely. Per that, our previous article about uh, the exploitation, let's make sure that I mean I, I I think the Japanese are smart enough to know what not to do. Um, but this is new. All this crypto stuff is relatively new in comparison to so many other things. We've had coins, you know, the use of the concept of fiat currency in some sense or another for like, you know, several thousand years. And this is just the latest version of it. We gotta make sure it's not become 100% hackable. And we've proven pretty much that although you can hack crypto, it's mostly just the servers on which the crypto is sitting. Mm-hmm. And that's how people manipulate these things. But the crypto itself is not really hackable. So um, that's the reason we're not too worried about that. It's just people, you know, centralizing stuff. It was all 100% decentralized and people held their own wallets. Yes, you could still get scammed, but you wouldn't get hacked. Yeah. Although I have seen, what was that ransomware thing that the people got hacked? Which Not one? that long ago. Which one? I don't remember. It's fine. Let's just continue on. Okay. Uh, I, do, I, do, I, do, I do want, which one? I, I want to read the Thailand one. I, I, I'm just eyeballing yep. that so hard. Yes, yeah. you should definitely read that one. Okay, please. All right, this one's written by Jordan Lyonchev. Thailand bans crypto usage for payments. This is a report. Thailand continues with its rather controversial relationship with the cryptocurrency industry by implementing a ban on the use, uh, on using such assets as a means of payments. The nation warned that they could threaten its financial system and economy. The report from earlier on March 23rd cited a local watchdog informed the cryptocurrency exchanges and other companies that the industry must stop providing digital asset payment services as of April 1st. 
The ban also prohibits them from promoting the use of cryptocurrencies as a payment method for goods and services. As mentioned above, the new rule will come into effect at the start of next month. However, local businesses will have to wait until the end of it to comply with the new regulations. This comes after enhanced speculation and internal discussions about the country's possible approach to the crypto industry. Previous reports claim that Thailand will implement comprehensive regulations as of this year. Additionally, the nation dabbled with what sorts of taxation it should impose. Bloomberg's coverage noted that Thais hold more than $3 billion worth of cryptocurrencies as of this year, a massive increase compared to just a few years ago. While digital assets will be banned from, the, from being used as payment tools, the Thai SEC said trading and investing in them will still be allowed. What? Hold on, that last one kind of threw me off. What the heck's going on in this last one? Yeah, some, sometimes they add uh, commentary that just happens to be related. <laughs> so while digital um. assets will be banned from being used as payment tools, so you can't, you, so you can trade them, you just can't use them to purchase goods and services. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, while digital assets can't will be banned from being used as payment tools, uh, investing in them will still be allowed. So you can invest, but you can't use them for payment. So you got to, uh, you have to withdraw in local currency, local, local yeah, fiat. Basically. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, and this is this is what they're saying, right? There's, I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's an April Fool's joke. It just happens to be that the start of the of quarter two, Thailand is, you know, prohibiting the, the use of digital assets as a means of payment for good services. They don't want it done in 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 crypto. In my opinion, it has to do with the same thing. The reason the U.S. is kind of worried about it too. They're like, hey we can't track what you're doing and like that's not true if you can track crypto more easily than you can track you know the fiat currency correct so i think I, to me it just says thailand doesn't know what they're talking about sorry they don't <laughs> and not everybody does it's fine it's new you know mm -hmm. yeah it's not easy but there are software programs out there that does help expedite the process of, of tracking yeah, um, Chain analysis could help them. They could uh -huh. just contract with them. Yeah, you know, chain analysis could could but do an explicit paying, thing. But you're paying a massive. So that, so here's here's the thing. So say if a private investigator just wants to check on. Okay, I'm trying to put this together on top of my head right now. Boom. Husband and wife divorced. Okay. A uh, husband has a uh, million dollars in a wallet address. Uh, husband's claiming that he never had the address, and uh, but there are transactions verifying that uh, his address is tethered to a centralized exchange with his identification attached to that okay now the wife wants to be able to use um, I guess uh, data tracking what cha chain analysis provides chain analysis is, is not for the, the 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 average person chain analysis is for big corporations there currently is no service provider out there that you can just go to like hey i want to be able to pay you you know 500 dollars to do a data track of this particular address it doesn't exist you got to pay ch chain uh, chain analysis hundreds of thousands of dollars just to use their services there has to be software open source developed that that that, that the average person I mean, can use. There's probably uh, some other people out there who do this tracking too, but I mean, Chainalysis is an example of a company that does mostly corporate level tracking. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean, 
Thailand is a nation. They've got some money. They could probably afford it. Yeah. But the thing that they don't see is that their current, unless all of their currency is digital, which I'm sure it isn't, um, going toward crypto, which is going to complicate their lives, but them banning it is just going to make it harder for them, in my opinion, for the future. They're like, oh, no, we're not going to do this. Uh, in fact, we're going to stop it. We're going to put a, you know, just complete block on all this activity that we don't want. I'm fine. Maybe they're doing it because they're trying to prepare a way to get so they can track it. They just want people to stop doing it for now mm -hmm. so they can get, get back on track. Yeah. I don't think that's good. I think coming out and saying stop, stop, stop is the best way to get people to not stop. So, kind of the Barbara Streisand effect. Oh, don't look over here. No, 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 don't look over there. Don't look over there. Why are you looking over there? Why are you making such a big deal if you don't want me to look over there? We should just ignore it and move on like it never happened and figure it out on the back end. All right. Was there one more? Continuing on. Yeah. They have the UK's ASA. Yep, the last one of the day. Advertising, yeah, advertising Standard Authority issued warnings against over 50 crypto companies, including Coinbase. What? This is from Dimitar Sanzarov. The ASA, uh, yes, the ASA intensified, as I said before, the Advertising Standard Authority, which is, you know, somebody that wants to make sure that advertisements are done correctly, intensified its negative stance on crypto-related companies. It warned such entities not to encourage individuals to purchase digital assets with credit cards or swap their pensions for coins like Bitcoin. The British Authority and financial regulators are known for their harsh stance against the cryptocurrency sector. Bank of England's Governor Andrew Bailey, for example, argued that digital assets, quote, have no intrinsic value, end quote. <laughs> Is he an idiot? And individuals who invest in them should be ready to lose all their money. Okay. Additionally, additionally, uh, Nikhil uh, Rathi, CEO of FCA, claimed that Currencies are employed in criminal activities. Just so you know, so is the euro and the pound. He also proposed that British government should not compensate individuals individuals investing in the asset class in case of a loss. Okay, well, I'm sure they'll change that too. The Advertising Standard Authority, or ASA, is yet another watchdog in a hostile viewpoint on the matter. Today, that is March 22nd, 2022, it issued an enforcement notice to more than 50 firms that promote digital assets. Apart from set, setting standards for their operations, the ASC warned those organizations not to encourage individuals to buy cryptocurrency via credit card. Quote, it is definitely a step up. This is a sector that we recognize needs some work. The government has recognized too, said Nick Hudson, operations manager at the ASA. Earlier this year, the chancellor of the ex, ex oh man, exchequer. Exchequer, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Exchequer, uh, Rishi Sunak, uh, said that gover the government should protect locals from misleading crypto advertisements that could result in major losses. Now, I agree. They absolutely should. However, the ASA does not believe such leg legislation should come to life before 2023 and warned that unethical firms will be promoting their products until then. Quote, our role is really important at this time. Advertisers known uh, no, the FCA regulation is coming down the track. This is a time when they might want to say, to make hay, that's instated. <laughs> it's worth noting 
certainly uh, unknown but dubious cryptocurrency related companies, but also some of the giants in the field, including Coinbase and eToro. The ASA has already banned some misleading cryptocurrency adverts in, on British, British soil. In May last year, numerous slogans emerged on London's underground and bus stations stating, quote, if you're seeing Bitcoin on the underground, it's time to buy, end quote. The light regulator identified the crypto app Luno is behind the marketing initiative, describing the endeavor, endeavor as highly unethical. The ASA claimed that those ads could lure inexperienced investors, that's exactly what they're trying to do, into entering the digital asset ecosystem without realizing the risks in the field. As such, it prohibited Luna's endorsements. London's transport infrastructure became marketing ground for another crypto product. This time, it was the meme coin Floki, uh, Floki Inu. The city's authorities argued that such tokens should not be advertised without being thoroughly investigated beforehand. Transport for London, or TFL, added that the stations are not a place where dubious products such as Floki Inu should be promoted. Shortly after, the organization removed the meme coin ads. Um, yeah, hold on, go ahead, I, I got something. So, um, I did. I do recall this from last year that that this was this was an ongoing thing. And I, you know what? I'm gonna actually say that they're more or less in the right. Uh, you, you don't want to give like falsified or misinformation. I do like the fact that government is stepping up and saying, hey, just be careful you know, in what you're investing into. Now, to ban it, I don't know about banning it. Um, I think people should have that freedom of speech or advertising as they should. But uh, I think there should be a clause there, just like there are on cigarette packs. Uh, what's, what's that cancer thing? Uh, may, may, cigarette smokes or, or nicotine or tobacco may cause, is known to cause cancer. There should be something there on the advertisement saying, hey, you know, invest in if you're investing into this asset, it's highly volatile, something like that, right? Uh, I think there should be a little little warning there. Um, but other than that, I don't really, I'm not going to shun them for that. I prefer this issue than flat out saying, hey, we're regulating this and you're going to go through our pipeline, a centralized pipeline. Okay, no ifs, ands, or buts. You know what? Um, okay. Let's work with you. We're, we're almost there. It's not perfect, but it's, it's almost there. Yeah, it, it's, I think that the British government is closer to what I wish the U.S. government would do. Not exactly, but exactly. closer in the You're sense right. of, yeah, you should absolutely warn the people. You should actually review the ads before they go out. I mean, you have regulatory authority. Of course you could do that. But, yeah, it, I mean, they view it as scamming. And they're not entirely wrong. Mm -hmm. Especially for Floki Inu. Um, I, I would say, go so far as to say that's true for Doge. So... You should, I mean, that's what we try to warn people about on our show here is, is you know, don't invest in stupid decisions. Let know ask, what you're getting yourself into. Let me ask you, do you know anybody that's been successful with Doge? How do you mean by success? Like, like, like invested into it and actually <laughs> cashed out and made and made the profits. I have, but I don't know anyone else. But like, like, I know a couple. Okay. Okay. That, that you personally, personally know? No, just friends on Twitter. Okay, so... Okay. I mean, so I, nobody, I, so nobody, I nobody got into friends. Doge a long, long time ago, so of course any money I make off of it is going to be valuable, so... But but, um, but you didn't get wealthy off of it, is what I'm saying. If right? I kept my half a million Doge, I might have, but yeah. <laughs> but but you didn't. And, and I, so, so, okay, let me pass this over to, to Lissa. Lissa, 
did the person or the Twitter uh, Twitterites uh, did they keep theirs and make those the, make make get wealthy off of that? No, mm. but they did decent. Decent. I mean, I know somebody who got wealthy off of Shiba Inu. Not super wealthy, but he made a good chunk of change. That you personally know? Yes, he's one of my customers. Ah. Uh, my dad made uh, $800 off of Shiba. So. Yeah, my, my, my customer made a lot more than that. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> wealthy, wealthy money. Okay, cool. I was just kind of curious about that. Like, um, let's say 100 times that. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. What do you think? We're hitting that. Uh, we're, we're actually exactly at that one hour marker. Congratulations if you made it this far. I will uh, pass this over to uh, Paper Scissors Rocks for Alyssa and Jake to figure out who's going to close that close out the episode. <laughs> Ready? You want me to do it, Alyssa? Yeah, or do you want to do it? Do it. <laughs> You'll yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah, if you haven't made it this far, we're grateful for you to have listened to us. But closing out, we're, uh, we'll begin posting again on uh, Sunday. That's a typical time uh, when you can expect us to be here. But uh, if you are, we would appreciate a like from you, whatever platform you're listening or watching us on. As I said, we'll be post, we post Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, if you could hit that like button and then subscribe button and the notification bell, let you know when we're on again. You can always catch us on uh, Discord through our Discord link here in the coin tree. And you can also get get us on uh, Patreon for additional information. Uh, you can watch us on Twitch because uh, those who are listening on a regular basis can come in early and hear the banter between us three before we get live on the show. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can also support us via Binance, Ethereum, uh, Bat, Raven, and... A bunch of stable coins. Bitcoin. How did I say Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. As well as a bunch of other coins, yeah. Just uh, If you'd like to support us directly, that's fine. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon. So uh, thanks for uh, listening to the end. All right, Cryptonauts. Let's get out of here, Jake and Lisa. Until next time, Cryptonauts. Catch you, catch you all later. Wow, how did I mess up my closing line? That was so bad. <laughs> Let me do that again. <laughs> All right, Cryptonauts. Until next time, stack sets and huddle. Adios.